0: thank you that in the midst of crisis we can declare that it is well with our soul Lord Jesus we know that our faith is anchored in the sovereignty and in the knowledge of the presence and the power of God in our life and Lord I pray Lord for each one of us for so many of us who are evacuated both here and online in our campuses around the city. God I pray for those that are displaced at this moment that they will experience the peace and the presence and the overwhelming knowledge that it is well with their soul I ask Lord. Father we pray Lord for our city today. We pray Lord for the many that do not know you that are thousands that are displaced and are in hotel rooms and, and with friends and family and are feeling anxious about their houses and loss and building. We pray that in the middle of this firestorm, that Lord, as you walked with those three in the furnace, I pray, Lord, that you will come into the firestorm of Kelowna and you will walk with them, we ask in Jesus' name. That you appear in the presence of the storm. That you'll be with every first responder, fire department, RCMP. That Lord, you will be with the ambulance services, the hospital, with all of the government workers and all the uh, volunteers for emergency services and the whole mechanism that is running in our area. We pray, will you oil it with the power of the Holy Spirit? And Lord, will you, Lord, be present in our valley, we ask. And like Elijah, we pray, Lord, will you send the rain? Lord, we know that, uh, that in times of judgment, in times of difficulty, in times of, of, of trauma, in biblical times, the prophets would go and seek the Lord. Your church is here to seek your face. You have called us to be watchmen on the walls. And Lord, we pray for our city now. And like Elijah, we pray, Lord, and we ask, Lord, that you would bring the the cloud on the horizon the size of a man's fist. Will you go and look? The servant went and looked, and there was nothing. Go and look, and the servant went and looked, and there was nothing. Go and look, and the servant went to look, and there was nothing. But then there was, what can you say? A cloud the size of a man's fist. And I pray, Lord, for that divine moment, that, Lord, that you will send rain. I know the fire services and the first responders would love a change in the weather. No wind, a reprieve, moisture to come. And so, Lord, we join them in their desire and we pray, Lord, have mercy upon our land and send a blessing of a weather change, we ask in the name of Jesus. Come, Lord. Come and protect lives, protect homes. We pray, Lord, for no fatalities. Put your protection over this city, we ask in the name of Christ. We ask this humbly and all in and through the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, good morning. Welcome and thank you for those that are joining us online and good morning and welcome to those of you that have joined us on this service. Uh, A little bit um, uh, longer this morning, but we're going to step into the Word and I'm going to try and be brief. That will be the first miracle of the service. But I will try. And, um, and we have been thinking about John chapter 17. And last week I spoke about, well, Jesus prayed for the church in, in John chapter 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me throughout their message. And that's uh, you and I. All of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Christ is in us. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. God has given us the glory within our lives. Are you feeling the glory this morning? That God is there. I have given them the glory that you may be And that you may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and I have loved them even as you have loved me. What a verse. You are loved in the same way the Father in heaven loves the Son. Can I say that again? You are loved in the same way that the Father in heaven loves the Son. And if you sometimes feel, I feel useless, I feel weak, I feel out of control, I feel completely anxious, and I, I, I don't know, I feel like a failure, I feel useless, I feel as if I've got nothing, I want to remind you that you are utterly loved in the same way the Father in heaven loves the Son within the Trinity of God. It's amazing. Let's get up in the morning. We should write that across the mirror. I am loved like the father loves the son. Wow. I am that person. I am loved. I am there. And last week I started a three-parter, uh, maybe a four now, uh, but a three-part teaching session on what is the church. If Jesus is praying for the church, then what is the church? And of course, we spoke about the church last week. That the church is elected just as as Israel was chosen, elected, chosen to be a beacon to the world, chosen to dwell in the presence of God, chosen with a mission to declare the glory of God, so the church shares that election. You and I are in the church because God has chosen us and therefore we are called to be a beacon to the world. We are called... to to dwell in the presence of God and to know that in our lives we are called in every way in our lives to be on that mission and to share that mission you and I were chosen you and I were elected you and I were chosen by God why because God has given us a purpose to make a difference in the world and to join God's mission we are made for mission We are made for mission and we are made to make a difference within this world and we are here. And as we experience what is going on in our province, in our city, this is so important that we remind ourselves to be called to assemble together. Because it is the assembling of the church, uh, that assembling that is there that is linked to the idea of the assembling of the people around the mountain Uh, in the Old Testament, where the glory of God came and fell. We are here because, yes, we owe Israel a great debt because Israel gave us the Messiah. But I owe the church a great debt because the church was present in my community and the church was there declaring the glory of God. And I wandered into that church. And on that morning, I found the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. And people want to delete the church People don't feel any need to be part of community. They feel like they've, they, church is irrelevant or church is, and yet there is a spiritual dimension to church that we do have to understand that we are, we are God's people, we are God's elect, and God in the same way chose Israel. God has chosen every one of us with the assembly of the people to make a difference in the city where we live. To be that light, to shine and to stand out. It is the priesthood of all believers. Every one of you is not obsolete. You are a priest uh, in the body of Christ. So when we think about these issues, let's talk about the body of Christ. I love this verse in 1 Corinthians 12 and... uh, Verse 12, the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, though all of its parts are many, they are form one body. We are one body called the church. This is a divinely beautiful spiritual thing where we know that the body is one and we are there together. But there are many parts and many differences. But the beautiful thing is, is that in Scripture, we are taught that, yes, we all have our role to play. None of us are unemployed in the kingdom of God. None of us are obsolete. And when each part of the body is incredibly important, and this is why Paul uses this imagery of the body. Now, when we think of the body, we often think of of three areas in theology, we think of the physical body of Jesus Christ, the Lord, who came onto the earth and lived 2,000 years ago and walked in Galilee and Judea. The second area we think about is the community to the Messiah, Jesus And we are a community united to the Messiah Jesus through the presence and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And historically the church of course has majors on the Eucharistic body of Christ made present in the church in the sacrament of Holy Communion. And so often in the wider church world, the theology talks about well, what is what is the body of Christ? Well, we've got His body, literally came into the world in the incarnation. We have the church body united by the power of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that every one of us is united and connected by the power of the Holy Spirit? And we have the importance of the act of communion together and the joy of knowing that sense of communion. Of course, we don't view it in that sacramental way that, say, the Catholics do with transubstantiation that takes place. We see it as a symbol and yet incredibly holy symbol. So when we think about the church, I want to major on the idea that we use the term, the body. In contemporary music, we speak of a unit together, that we are together and that we travel together and that we're part of this community, this unit of the church, that we are a people that are together. And we follow Jesus the Messiah. Now, of course, we also, Jesus the Messiah. Now, um. When the Messiah came, it is a contradiction in terms to think about the Messiah without a group of people who follow. You get me, don't you? I mean, you can't be a Messiah without followers. It's a little bit like saying, yes. I am the captain of the football team or the soccer team. Don't get me on soccer because England lost the World Cup this morning. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. The English team were beaten by Spain. So thank you. The Spanish speakers over there, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Um, <laughs> usually beaten by Germany. And I've got, I've got great German friends here this morning from Germany and uh, usually beaten by Germans. But now, now the Spanish join in to beat us. We go all the way and we lose it. Now you say to me, well, what do you do? And I go, well, actually, I am the captain of my soccer team. Brilliant. Uh, where's your team? Well, I actually don't have a team. Well, that's ridiculous, isn't it? You don't have a soccer team? No, but I'm the captain. <laughs> That's very good. You need to get some help. I, I am a general. Oh yeah, you're a general. And where's your army? Well, I don't have a, 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 but I just call myself general. And I'm in charge of this invisible army. That is nonsense, isn't it? A Messiah needs followers. And when the Messiah came, he had Followers. And after Jesus died and rose again on the third day and ascended into the glory of heaven, sent the power of the Holy Spirit, what happened then? Well, he became the head of a church, the body called the church, and Jesus Christ is the Lord and the head of the church. And when we talk about the body of Christ, we are the body, but Jesus Christ is the head. He is the one. And that's why we mustn't delete because the spiritual part of church in its imperfectness and its problems, and I spoke about that last week, that it is not perfect, it is not infallible, but it it will eventually become perfect when we are united in Christ. But we know this. That the body of Christ is, is, is the Messiah people belonging to the Lord Jesus Christ. A Messiah without people is a contradiction of terms. Those who think they can have Jesus without the church are implicitly denying the lordship of Jesus Christ. You cannot have Jesus without the church. You, we are in, It's linked. You can't separate the two theologically, biblically. Jesus came to establish the church, the body. Now we try and we become alone. and We become isolated and we become disillusioned with people. And we become disillusioned with groups of people. And church can implode and have problems. But the spiritual nature of church is that we've got to be called, even how difficult it is, to love our To love the church, to love the body, to love the people, to love who God has placed us with. And the church is a corporate body that lives under the lordship of Christ. There should only be one senior pastor of Willow Park Church, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the head of this church. We are called to please him. We are called to follow him. We are called, and this is the body of Christ. It can have no other lords. Many times in culture and in times of of trouble and in times of shift, many other powers have tried to take over and be lord of the church. Many organisations over 2,000 years of the church have tried to tell us exactly what we should do and what we should believe. And if we do this, then we'll be accepted. But if we don't do this, then we will be rejected that policy of kings and princes throughout 2,000 years of history of emperors and lords, of invaders, whether Vikings or whether Northmen and whether, whether hordes coming across Europe have tried to take it away and leaders who are corrupt, popes and spiritual leaders and archbishops that are corrupt have tried to tell us about what we should do Kings and governments have tried to tell us, but there is only one Lord over the church of Christ, and that is Jesus Christ the Lord. And our job in the body of Christ is not to conform to the world, but be transformed by him, to be transformed by the word of God in our lives. Now, I, I, I've, I, I've got some great friends here with me from Germany, And and it just happens by coincidence that I'm going to talk about some German issues, Uh, not football, uh, because I'll lose. Uh, But the German church, as I said last year in the Second World War and before that, had to face a great crisis because the power of the National Socialist Party, the Nazi Party, was putting pressure on the Lutheran church to conform. It's well documented, Karl Bach, the, Barth, the great theologian who's a genius, was a great leader. And, um, and of course, uh, Bonhoeffer, of course, was a young and dynamic theologian of this time. And all the German church got together. Those that did not crumble to the National Socialist Party and did not crumble to the power and might of fascism The Church of Christ in Germany, the church that did not apostate, felt the pressure and Karl Barth and many of them wrote this article in the Barman Declaration. Now, for some of you may never heard of this. But when the Second World War took place and when there was all the persecution, there were groups of amazing Christians in Europe and in Germany who thought theologically the church had been corrupted by progressive liberal thinking and liberal theologians from that era had influenced the whole world about taking away the power of the gospel and the body of Christ was then weak and it was tough and they brought this statement Jesus Christ, as he attests for us in the Holy Scripture, is the one word of God which we have to hear and which we have to trust and obey in life and in death. Notice what it says, the one word of God who we trust in life and death. We reject false teaching that the church could and should acknowledge any other events powers, figures, truths as God's revelation or as a source of proclamation apart from or in addition to this one word of God. Now read that in the context of the power of fascism in the context of the Nazi party, in the context of what was happening in Europe in 1945 and realise how powerful this statement is. Basically, they're saying no to the political powers that are telling them what they should do and how they should be and they're saying yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, Bonhoeffer, as a result of this, was hung in a prison and was martyred for the gospel and was willing to give his life because he would not renounce that. Karl Barth went on to write his brilliant uh, uh, thesis on the church in the world. But even today, we know that there are political powers and forces worldwide and in Canada, opinions and policies that directly affect the life of the church. The body of Christ needs a head... The head of the body of Christ is Jesus Christ. No other power, no authority, no other force. We are the body of Christ. And so, yes, I know the church is an institution. We hate that word, don't we? Of course, it's an institution. It's a group of people that follow a certain belief. We meet together. We assemble together, we pray together, we talk together. It is an institution. But that institution must reflect the values and the power and the love of Jesus to this world. You know that that's true, don't you? How do you know? Um, You know, we know it is true... Because the moment the fire started, my phone light lit up with, with, with so many messages yesterday. I was just answering messages all day long by Christians and groups and you and me, asking what can we do? Where, where can we step in? What is our, our role? What's going on? How can we approach this? It was beautiful and yet overwhelming, It was beautiful because instantly when something like this happens, the Spirit of God dwells in you and the church rises up and says, we are here to serve, right? And I think of like atheists I've read, like Matthew Paris and other atheists who go, I really can't stand the church and I can't stand Christians and I can't stand that thing. But I have to admit that when the hurricanes come and the fires come and the typhoons come and destruction comes and the plagues come, that it's Christians that are lined up in their trucks waiting for it to stop so they can drive in and help. I don't see, he wrote, I don't see truckloads of atheists getting together and taking offerings and ready to go. Why is that? It's because of the body of Christ. It's because the body of Christ is held together by the power of the Spirit. And this is a theological thing. It is magnificent. Committed to not neglecting meeting together. We we must be committed to not neglect to meeting together. Hebrews 10.25 in the light of John 17 says... Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's so easy to give up, isn't it? Not meeting together. It's so easy. It is. It's easy. It's easy. You know, Sunday mornings are great. Golf. Sunday mornings are awesome. I'm a hiker. Brilliant. It's just, I know how easy it is. Don't give up, as some of you are in the habit of doing. It's not a Kelowna problem or a Western problem. But encourage one another. Come on. Lady walked into church. I said, I haven't seen you for ages. She said, I know. I'm glad to be here. I just thought, yeah. Listened to last week online. And I just thought I'd come this morning. That made me so happy. If you're online... Love you, uh, but and and if you can't get here, that's all right. I know my mother-in-laws aren't on, always online, and she's in English, so she can't get here. Uh, but but that's good, you know. But and we have online for people that are uh, struggling and difficulty. But encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaches. What is the day? The day is the trouble, the global difficulties, the shaking, the wars, the famines, the crisis after crisis, the global shifting that is taking place. Scripture is clear that one day the world will shake with the birth pains. It will shake as we approach the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a church, I do think we should live with a sense of urgency, that any moment the Lord could return. And the reason we have that urgency is that in all the writings of the New Testament, you can't get away with it. Theologians have debated this again and again. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Can I ask you a question? When you stand back and look at our world, do you feel like the day is approaching? Then what... The right of Hebrews says is don't forsake the people of God. Whether it's this church, that church, that gathering, the body and the head is Jesus Christ. Love your church, care for your church, pray for your church because it is a spiritual thing. We have to commit to handing on the faith to the next generation. See if we forsake the body of Christ, then it's the next generation that fails. It's the next generation. If we if we if we we fail, we fail to teach the next generation, we fail to encourage the next generation. And we've got to rebuild after COVID. We lost two years of youth, grade. Five and six in our church is low. We lost that momentum in outreach and connection. It was difficult. We lost that, and 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 after COVID, when we all got together, there was the, it's difficult. We are in a mission. What took two years to affect us will probably take five years to rebuild. But, but, but it's imp- we've got to rebuild. Because of the children. We've got to rebuild because of the next generation. We've got to rebuild to reach families. Every church in Canada has to rebuild. And so the body. So the question is not whether the church, the question is not whether the church is an institution or not, but rather what kind of institution is it called to be? What type of institutional shape does it does that calling require for us? How does God, does the church order itself? How does the church order its life to reflect it being the mission as created creature of the gospel? We've got to keep setting our hearts correctly in the right way so that we can set our heart, and we can f- reflect the goodness and the glory and the grace of the gospel. We want to, yes, it's an institution because it has structure, but we can't step into being institutionalism where we're not willing to change, we're not willing to adapt that we are present, that we are here, that we're in Rutland, that we're in downtown, that we're in Lake Country, that churches are all across our city and we are there filling space, being present, loving our world, loving people one by one and sharing the love of God in our lives. So easy. Our body are the site of our availability and personal presence to others. We exist to be present to others. You, as part of the body, are present to others. We can make difference in people's lives. All of those texts and all that's happening in our city... You know we can't join in the firefight. We can't join in the system. We can, if the, as we've done many times, be, this building becomes emergency response. But what we can do, one by one, in our presence as church, the body in the world, with Jesus as the head, we can make a difference of light and shine in the darkness. But so many want to want to settle down. So many. The body of Christ takes a visible space on earth. The church has to be visible. D.T. Bronhofer, brilliant. We've got to be visible. We've got to be seen. We've got to be here. We've got to be there. When I led some churches in England years ago, there was quite a move to um, disassemble churches so that we'd become more missional. And the idea was that we wouldn't meet every Sunday, but every other Sunday or different times, we'd just be in the community doing ministry, but we wouldn't meet on Sundays. And then we would meet at different times all around and i looked at this plan i said that's going to kill your church first of all we can't find where you are everybody knows that willow park church is open sunday morning at 10:30 right you know where we are it's important to know that and if we disassemble and become vague People need a pillar, they need a light, they need consistently consistency to say, there is, as Dietrich Brunhoffer said, the body of Christ takes up a visible space on earth. Not only are we gathering, but we are visible because every one of us is in the community making a difference. You are the body. I'll finish on this, and I'm halfway through this message. Body of Christ part two, but I think you're getting the message, aren't you? I haven't even got on to Luther, I was going to read, and Calvin, oh yeah, yeah, and Menno Simons, I was even going to quote him, it's come next week, so you have to come to church again. (laughs) This is an article I picked up with Chester, Stu Clark. It's an article. Sue Clark belongs to what is believed to be the smallest small group in America. Himself. I meet at my house every week in the living room, he says. I bring snacks and my Bible, and after some chit-chat, I get down to discuss that week's reading, sharing my burdens, my praise report. Then I pray for myself. He enjoys the intimacy he has gained with himself over the weeks. He says, there was a lot about me I didn't know, he says. The small group setting brings out those personal details you might not otherwise have shared. He has tried large, larger small groups but doesn't get much from them. When you have to be social... It distracts from your real heart issue, he says. Having other people in the picture complicates things. But I can deepen my relationship with myself much better if it's only me. There is a level of closeness you have when it's just one of you. Stu's pastor has seen a marked difference in the man. He's definitely matured in his faith since starting the group. The pastor says, I guess it's not the group size that matters, but the quality of the people in it. Right? That's called a personal devotional life. Have it. But you are part of a body and Jesus is the head. And when Jesus prayed, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. We are here to let the world know that they believe in Jesus. Let your light shine. You are here to let the world blaze with the goodness of God. I have given them the glory that you have given me and that they may be one as we are one in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me hey, I can't get through this whole message but I will next week and then we're going to talk about the temple of God and the nation of God but there is such a rich theological reason of why we are church together the Christological and of course that whole sense of ecclesiastical knowledge of why the church is formed and why we are here but above all Let's go out and love this world. Be the priest that God has called you to be. Be the light. You're a member of the body. Every part is critical. It's true, isn't it? When one part of your body hurts, the whole of the body feels it. And you've got a gift, an ability to go forward. Let's stand together. And pray, Lord, we pray that as we explore the theology of the church, the spiritual body of Christ, the head, we thank you that there's a reason why the church is here. It's imperfect, it's failed. But we thank you that one day it will again achieve its goal, not because of us, but because of you. And that that day will come when the trumpet sounds. Help us beyond our own insecurities, resentments, anger, hurts, Bitternesses, broken expectations, bad leadership. Difficult pastors. Bad examples on the internet. Documentaries about the church. May we come back to the core of what it is. And may you fill us. And at this time in our city may we all shine in many, many ways. One by one, loving, blessing the poorest, the most hurting, the most troubled. Make me, Lord, a beacon of your presence to be on mission for God's kingdom. Help me, Lord, to know that I'm not the head of a church and that no other power or principality or ruler or political system can take away the word of God from us as believers. Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for this body that turned up this morning and bless them, I pray. And in our final song, fill them with the glory of your Holy Spirit afresh and may we be glory bearers and may we set A light, this dark world. May we shine beautifully, Lord, I ask. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, prayer team are going to be here. Um, Just come and get prayer if you've been anxious, if you feel low. This creates stress in our lives. Get prayer. Just come, get a bit of oil, get prayer and just, um, just don't carry the uneasy feeling you're carrying. We've got a whole month ahead to be missional church because once the operation is finished and the cleanup starts, that's when the church will be church. At this point, it's difficult for us. We can do what we can do. But for the next... Two months, three months, two years. When Samaritan Purse turns up here, no doubt. When Menno Relief turns up, when all of the agencies turn up, we can work and work and work. When it's all over, and we can shine like the body. Yeah, it's coming, and we're here to shine in our city, the body of Christ, the head, the Lord Jesus Christ. Come barely wait what God's going to do in our city. Have you got a song? That's good because you do not want to hear me sing. True. And all God's people said, Amen.